Hello, and uh, welcome to another episode of Scions of the Southland. Uh, we are recording this after how many weeks off? Months off? It, it's uh, been at least in, since October. Yeah, I think I think the last game we did was uh, Duke, right? Duke, UNC. Uh, I, I yeah, I'd have to I'd have to go back in in the archives uh, here in the San Francisco studio and uh, figure that out. But for the moment, at least, we are we are back. We are refreshed. We are no longer hellaciously busy, uh, as one might put it. Yeah, I think I, I think this semester for for you and the back half of the year has been very different from our usual relaxed relatively chill uh existence uh and we apologize you know for the for the delay in episodes and not having a lot of content it's not really much more of an excuse for that it's just you know stuff happens life gets busy and uh you know it's but but we we did want to come back and uh Make sure we did this right. Uh, if we have to change the format or uh, change what we, you know, change some of the things around the show. Uh, but we, we really wanted to do this right. Uh, make sure that we made some great content uh, and made sure we keep you all uh, educated because that's about Georgia Tech sports because that's what we uh, that's what we love to do. That's what we love to talk about. You going to let me get in a word, Akshay, buddy? Uh, no, I like waxing poetically uh, instead of letting other people uh, talk. Yes, apologizing to the great masses out there of the uh, of the Georgia Tech internets. Do, do, do you actually want to put in a word now? Sure. Yeah, no, um, we love doing this. I think talking about tech sports is a great release. Uh, getting to do it for our uh, audience is great, too. Um, speaking for myself and then for those that are not on the podcast tonight, it is quite a lot when you get to third, fourth, and into fifth year of uh, Georgia Tech, as I'm sure a lot of you guys know. Um, so and being an adult. We're, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing what we can. And uh, we're trying to uh, get some uh, off-season content together, too, now that football's rolled off. Um, but I personally um, had a great winter break, even though it was very busy. Uh, we got in a lot of volleyball, which was awesome. Um, if you missed that, the uh, NIBC run was great. They won a national championship. Granted, it was just an NIT. We have it counts. Uh, banner yeah, exists. It counts. Yeah, we we have uh, a banner to hang. I uh, I had a kind of controversial opinion, actually. Uh, if we're going to dive into this real quick, um, we'll, we'll get to it. I, we'll, we'll, let's let's finish the oh. thoughts on the apology. Yeah, that 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 too. Um, I don't think there's a lot left to be said about that, other than you know it comes and goes. Um, I say. Um, when we get it, we get it. And, uh, but no, Akshay and I are definitely trying to make this, if it has to be shorter, but just a way to make it a little more regular than it has been the past couple months. Like, uh, like I was saying while we were preparing, iterating on the format, you know, uh, as, as many of my fellow business people in the adult world have taught me is a phrase that people use. Oh yeah. Uh, as a create newly minted CreateX senior design person, I have to, uh, do so much iterating on ideas, but this is not an engineering podcast. So I'll save you all the uh, gory details. It is a engineering adjacent podcast considering both of our professions, but you know, the show must go on. 
Mr. Grant, in honor of our usual format, let us dive into the non-rev news. What do you have for me? Oh boy. Uh, so I kind of got into it there for a second, talking about volleyball. I'll keep that short because it has been a month since they ended. But um, they had a great run. Uh, I, as weird as this sounds, was kind of glad that they got snubbed from the NCAA tournament. They were pretty fringy at best. Um, they had a couple great wins in there. If they were to beat Pitt, I'd be singing a different song. But I think that uh, the controversy of them not making it and then being able to put in a run uh, all the way to the national championship up in uh, Vermilion, South Dakota, um, drew more eyes than maybe a first or second round exit. Not saying they would have done that, but it likely. Um, the NCAA tournament is a loser-making machine after all. If you watch any John Boyce videos, he did something on that for basketball. But volleyball, women's basketball are even more top-heavy. Anyways, um, the whole uh, getting people up in arms that they didn't make it uh, got a lot more eyes on them than I think would have otherwise been on them. And I really like that because uh, they deserve some attention even if it was hard. Um, and then, of course, they uh, they went the long way to do it in South Dakota, so definitely nothing to be ashamed about there. In terms of other stuff, uh, swimming and diving is back, uh, as well as tennis, all three of them, and track, actually, too. Um, started up this weekend with their spring slates, uh, swim and dive. Men got close to knocking off number 14 Auburn, uh, but the women kind of got blown out of the pool, so mixed bag there. The top of the men's team is fantastic. Um, they may not make a ton of uh, a ton of moves in the ACC uh, picture, a couple regular season meets, but uh, I uh, I'll, I draw a parallel to uh, back when I swam in high school. Um, our women's team for my high school didn't win, win the sectional, but they got fourth place in state, uh, kind of thing. And I think maybe not necessarily every dual meet or in the ACC maybe only getting top half but uh, when it comes to NCAAs they've got the star power that'll that should get them in top 25 for sure um, if not more than that um, uh, tennis looked great uh, the men were playing without their star senior Carlos Devar and they still swept both the matches women swept both matches love to see that men play Georgia on Monday at home so if you're around go check that out and then in terms of the sport that uh, that's powered through the winter, the whole way, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, but women's basketball is probably Oof. currently the brightest team on the flat for maybe baseball. And, oh, golf, golf too. But, but those three, women's basketball has been putting in work over break. Women's basketball, I went and checked them out while I was back in Atlanta over the break, and they are they're a fun team to watch, a little nervy. Um, they remind me, weirdly enough, of the 2012 Atlanta Falcons. Um, it's uh, some of their home games watching them. I've been like, this could really go either way. Uh, but then they'll go on the road and just really turn the burners on. Uh, right after they played a pretty close one uh, versus Virginia, they played another tight game at Miami. Uh, and and got out of there with a win. Um, they dropped one to Wake. Gonna parking lot that, that one. We'll come great. back to it. Um, and then they, but they kind of dominated FSU. They held FSU like twenty six points or something absurd below their season scoring average. 
So, you know, it's a, it's not even a mixed, but you can't call it a mixed bag. If anything, you could call it a mixed bag, a mixed bag of like positivity because they're doing a lot of a lot at McCamish and in a way, um, and they're eleven and like eleven and three, twelve and three, thirteen and three. I don't know. I don't know what the record is. They're projected to be a six seed in the tournament when that rolls around, despite you know obviously with the caveat that only half the season is gone. It's a you know, compared to last May, it's a it's a good good time, <laughs> good yeah, time I'm for not, women's I'm basketball. Gonna, I'm gonna break back in here because um, you made a lot of good points. And one thing that in our meantime, Akshay has been hard at work hard at work on, honestly across all sports, um, is he's been diving into stats and the advanced side of stuff. Um, so we'd like to bring that to. Uh, volleyball and uh, women's basketball and maybe softball or something like that if we can too but um uh as far as the numbers go women's basketball holds up there too because they it's not like they've been playing a bunch of slouches um the loss to wake forest wasn't great um we had a comment on yellow jacket roundup about it being kind of a dead weight and that's i i was thinking i was tending towards agreeing because wake forest isn't that great but when you look at the RPI, how it changed uh, after the loss to Wake Forest, we only had dropped two spots. But then we beat Clemson and dropped seven. Um, like it's yeah, it's the ACC. It's anybody's ball game. Don't lose to Clemson. That would be bad. But I don't know. Like you play a tight game on the road, and that's just kind of how it bounces. Um, and then the rest of the games, two uh, weeks in a row with wins over top twenty-five teams. Florida State win was. A little bit closer than the score probably suggested, but I mean, it was still a 15-point win on the road to a top 15 team. Like that's the best win in eight years. Can't can't say that's that I thought highest, I saw any highest ever ranked team beaten on the road by a Georgia Tech women's basketball team, if I remember the stat correctly. Oh yeah, um, and uh, ooh, I was going to say something about that. I'm losing it. I'll monologue while you while yeah. you think of your thing. The uh, the other thing is they'll play, you know, they'll play teams that maybe they shouldn't close, but they'll grit out a victory. They they always do. There's always a sort of fight mentality in them. They give 100%. We say that about a lot of teams, um, and we say that all the time about all of our teams, but I think this team specifically after – and they have endured adversity. Um, after the adversity that they've endured over the off season because their coach got fired for very weird and not so great reason, you know, it's been a rough off season. And then they came in, they, they established a, a, like a culture of success early on and they've capitalized on that and they've continued to build on that moving forward um, throughout the season so far. Yeah. Um, and and that's the thing, and I, this is what I was going to say. You, you speak to their toughness and their grit and their tenacity. I thought that was a characteristic of old Georgia Tech teams. And what I see now, it blows me out of the water. Like you go from Michelle Joseph's gritty, intense vibe, and like, yeah, that's how you you conventionally think that teams learn to win, right, is by seeing their coach and – you know, get into the grind and all that stuff. Yeah, like the and, coach setting the example for the program yeah. 
yeah, and I and think you, that's like a predominant. Yeah, that's definitely a predominant thought. You take you take that away, and honestly, in what we know now, probably for good reasons. Um, but we're not going to hash into that. But you take that away, plus the two best players from last year, the uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Dixon and Elizabeth Balligan, who transferred to Louisville, um, and which is and a whole other can of worms. Yeah, and you don't you don't go into this season thinking. Oh, haha, they'll go knock off Florida State on the road and it not be anywhere close to a fluke. No, you have Nell Fortner, who has replaced the crazy screaming, stiletto stomping Michelle Joseph's vibe with the like wholesome, nice, but still like, like she's very competent. You listen to her speak and it's very like she knows her stuff. There's a reason she was an ESPN analyst, Team USA, Auburn, like. She came with a lot of good credentials, but like her team still have that fire and they're doing even better than they did before. So like by all means, call it a success, especially in year one. They'll suck to lose Francesca Pond, but you know, and all, I think they've and got all, this is sort of my final thought on women's basketball because I think we should move on, but yeah, I'll eat some crow on this. I've been I I was definitely skeptical about the Fortner hire when it happened. Um, and until probably me watching them in person, I was still sort of, I watched them in person right around Christmas. I think it was a Virginia game and I I was still pretty skeptical, but after watching that game, watching them grit out a a win against the team that, I mean, frankly, Virginia was better than their record showed according to RPI, but like watching them grit out these performances midweek and weekend, week in and week out, has been very fun. It's one of the, you know, it's it's nail-biting, but it's one of, it, it's definitely one of the more fun experiences watching sports I have had, or GT Sports, this, I've had this, or this NCAA year, this athletic year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put it up there with baseball and volleyball. Mm-hmm. Well, volleyball was this athletic year. Baseball was last, but yeah. Well, true, true, true. I know football is the the uh, the engine that feeds this this franchise, not franchise, but this organization, and especially this blog. If you look at our engagement from August to November versus you know the spring season, but we still have the vast majority of contests left in terms of academic athletic year like women's basketball Mm -hmm. men's basketball only halfway through we have all of baseball and softball the good parts of tennis and golf uh championship season for swimming like there's there's a lot of good stories left out there um and like we say off-season content in terms of the podcast but like we'll we'll plenty to talk about uh don't sleep. I on, mean, for I for you out. and me, and for you and me, this is arguably the actual season. Like, because this is the stuff. I mean, we love football. Obviously, we love talking about football. That's makes up the majority of our conversations uh, amongst like the rest of staff and such. But for for us, especially um, you being able to go to most of these events on campus, and me having done so when I was on campus, um, the back half of my time at Tech. This is the real meat of the season. This is where we're sort of able to speak on something at a more educated, I would say, level 
than maybe we would be able to about about the football season. And I think that's where we're going to get into our element. Yeah, uh, totally agree. And I mean, there's a reason you're the yeah you're the podcast editor, host, and whatnot. But you're the baseball editor, and I'm the non-rev sports editor. This is where we come into into the meat of both of those. So very exciting. Uh, we'll get Ethan hopefully back on to talk basketball too, because he's obviously the brainiest of any of us on that. But he's also got tennis, and then of course Kate is great at football and seeing the high level stuff. But there's there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got down here. Uh, we kind of glossed over football in that whole monologue, duologue uh, about about the rest of this. I guess the rest of the academic athletic calendar. Yeah, it wasn't a great performance this year. Um, there are a lot of reasons for that, and I think we've sort of hashed it uh, to death. A lot of ink has been spilt virtually and physically do you have any any i guess more unique points to make on the subject fun today you know what we can go for next year akshay the the 2021 national title it, it sure now three wins <laughs> in a row against the university of miami hurricanes I'm whelmed by that statement, considering that Miami was held scoreless by Louisiana Tech in a bowl game. No, that's supposed to be like a good. We're we're drawing out the good vibes from the program. We got Jeff Sims. We got okay. other recruits. Very knowledgeable about. Rec- okay, okay. You're yeah. selling me here. You're, you're you're doing the you're doing the State Farm salesman shtick. Uh, I'm I'm buying it. Like my father and his father before him. Um, that's true. Fact check me on that internet. Don't State fact Farm. check him. That's weird. That that would be weird. Don't fact check him. But don't uh, dox him. But no, my uh, my take on football goes something along this: Coastal is going to be a crapshoot, as always. We got we got Notre Dame home ish, so that's home good, adjacent. I guess home adjacent. Yeah, they're nearby. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to say that Georgia's going to collapse. That'd be stupid and irresponsible. I'm not going to say Clemson's going to collapse. That's stupid and irresponsible. Irresponsible, but fun. Oh, true. Um, but I don't know. The, the Atlantic crossover has been a winnable game for us for years. I don't – correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've lost a, an Atlantic crossover since I've gotten to Tech. NC State. Uh, uh, NC State. Before that. Crap. Uh, uh, NC State uh, was 19. The year before that was... Oh, I'm so I blanking on that. This. Wake. It I was Wake. Too. Nope. Wake was Wake was the year that we went 5 and 6. Um, okay, so Wake was 17, so it was 18. Yeah, that was homecoming. That was a night game. Uh, Van for a little bit. I'm, I'm looking it up. Um, and the, but anyways, Boston College in sixteen, that was in Dublin. Florida State in fifteen, that was in. Does, uh, okay, we we need to talk about the Florida. We this this is off topic. The Florida State thing is, in retrospect, looking at it almost five years, five years beyond, absolute fluke. I will love that game forever. 
but we cannot use it to base any any sort of legitimate legitimate analysis ever. Akshay, Akshay, this is a Homer podcast in which we're talking about the the good vibes coming out of the football program. We're gonna we're gonna chalk that up to if it agrees with the pattern. Correlation uh, is not causation, but it correlates. So, okay. So for for the edification of you and everyone else listening, uh, 2018's Atlantic crossover was Louisville, 66-31 oh. victory on a Friday night. That was the game that got uh, Brian Van Gorder fired. It got a lot of people at Louisville fired. That was a that was a bad game at Papa John Stadium. I should have gone up there for that. I've still never seen No, I mean, but whatever. If I had the soundboard on, you would definitely be hearing Andy Samberg talk about somebody getting murdered. And for once, it would not be George Tech. (laughs) Yeah, they got murdered. That Virginia Tech game was a beatdown. Georgia Tech at night was scary. Um, Continues to be scary. I don't trust night games, but that's a different problem. Yeah. Other things I don't trust uh, also include Georgia Tech men's basketball. Um, They've looked like somebody you can trust this past week or so, man. It's been good for them. Something, something, correlation does not equal causation. You got to draw another pattern. We just got to play every game the rest of the season in a place that's a hill. Chapel Hill, Chestnut Hill, insert third hill. You know, that's why we lost to Duke. It's not McCamish Hill. It's the Flats. So are we are we renaming it? Is that is that what's happening now? What uh, the hills? That sounds stupid. So no. I mean, it's more hills than you've probably seen in your life, considering you know Chester's wildly sure. at Midwest. Yeah, we yeah. I uh, I think the tallest hill in my hometown is the train embankment, but that's not something we need to get into. Yeah, so men's basketball is weird. It's it's a vibe. I I don't really know what to expect. They're playing uh, this weekend. I should know this. Let's keep uh, talking. Uh, Notre oh. Dame Wednesday eight. I don't know when this goes live. And then Virginia will be Saturday at eight p.m. I believe they're doing an honor for the uh, nineteen ninety uh, Final Four team posters, stuff like that. So. Good giveaways. Defending national champs, Virginia and town. This is the first time they haven't been ranked in a hot minute. So maybe a winnable game. We'll see. Um, but no, I Georgia Tech men's basketball is not consistent enough for my liking. But I got to say, the development of some of these players under Passner, the recruiting whiffs kind of stink. The, uh, the inconsistent play and the coaching is a little odd. You look at Moses Wright, and you cannot tell me that that man – hasn't grown in leaps and bounds in his time at Georgia Tech. No, oh, I, like, I absolutely agree. If we're it talking just, high level Homer happiness, like that's the first signpost. Moses Wright looks fantastic. Don't let it don't let Evan Cole shoot a three either, but he looks pretty darn good too. So I will say this. I still maintain that this is a prove it year for Josh Passner. Um, for better or for worse. This is, I know there are sanctions and I know like everything is on appeal and weird and what's probably going to happen is that we're going to get to Selection Sunday and right before noon when the bracket comes out, 
the uh, the the NCAA is going to lay down the law, but he's got to maximize his. He's got to optimize his wins in this, in in especially a very weird year, weird down year for the ACC's top teams. Yeah, um, I mean, Duke just lost to Clemson tonight, so every Louisville had a beatable. near miss versus Pitt, so. Weird year for the ACC. It's a weird year for Georgia Tech men's basketball. But uh, the other team that plays at McCamish um, is more watchable and more consistent on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, they're. Um, I, I don't want to say. I don't. I don't know. I'm not trying to hate on men's basketball, but it's all in good know. fun. I like the. I like the uh, They've done it two or three of the last couple of years where they did the uh, matinee women's game into the men's late game on like a Sunday or a Saturday. Oh, yeah. I wish they'd do that. Get some people in the seats for women's uh, basketball that'll stay for the men's, make a day out of it. They deserve some eyes too, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I don't have the attendance numbers in front of me. um, And we are, you know, vamping about women's basketball in a men's basketball segment. But. Um, I don't have the attendance numbers in front of me, but I would wager a guess that week over week, as uh, women's basketball is won game after game and gritted out game after game, their attendance is definitely increasing. It yeah. it gets loud, uh, like it during the Virginia game. It was loud in there. I mean, the attendance was uh, only like probably fifteen hundred people, but McCamish can be dome. loud. It's that dome, but like. You know, you get the three-quarter full men's basketball game. They get loud, too, especially once the students get into it. The uh, Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know if you could hear it on TV, but it was very loud. Um, about halfway through, people realize that you can, you know, bang on those bleachers, and they make a pretty loud noise. And that's ah, yes. Everyone realizing that they can use artificial noisemakers <laughs> halfway through the game instead of, you know, at any other time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's it's all about making that building as tough of a place to play as you can, whether that's through your fans or how you're playing, making the other team uncomfortable. And I think uh, a big part of that is Passner's proclivity to switch between the zone and the man, um, mm-hmm. especially on mediocre t- or not mediocre, but like Duke Coach K is going to make the adjustments. But like, I don't know. Worked against Arkansas for a while there. That was a heartbreaker of a game. Literally just. I mean, honestly, I would say it worked against Arkansas the entire game. Last minute shot, notwithstanding. It worked against NC State. It worked against UNC. UNC obviously having a down year. NC State having a weird one, too. But I think defensively, you're seeing that success. Like, that is something to build off of. But the shooting needs to be there. The shooting, the offensive performance, the actual sort of fireworks the lightning to the thunder needs to be there yeah not you're never gonna have almost you're rarely if ever gonna have 96 point unc drubbings that's not how this team is built but you do need devoe or alvarado or usher if the time calls to be able to make that three or for on a play that like james or evan or moses gets fouled down low Make sure that shot goes in and you get that that extra shot instead of, you know, running the risk of bricking a free throw or whatnot. You know, you want to make sure that you're taking care of – you're not leaving any points on the board, you know? 
Mm-hmm. But so far, you know, they're 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 doing okay. It's not it's not world beaten. Um, I think we're expected to get right in the ballpark of ten ACC wins this year, which would be, I guess, would make us exactly five hundred season. Which I'll take it. It hasn't been done year. in a long time. Yeah, if you'd have told me last year or two years ago that we'd have a ten win ACC uh, slate in twenty nineteen twenty twenty, I'd be like, yes, winning record in conference. Psych. There's twenty games now, but you know. Hopefully on March 6th in Clemson, we can be uh, pleasantly okay with this year. Yeah, competency is the uh, expectation. They'll lose James, but there's not a ton that they they really lose off that team either, you know? Yeah, uh, it'll be very interesting. It'll be a very interesting when that punishment comes down or when the appeal and punishment, if it's stayed, comes down. Because that could either affect this this postseason um, or the next one. And the next one, depending on how recruiting and development of those freshmen go, that might be, like you said, we don't lose all that much. That might be the year that you're like, okay, let's get up, let's go, let's gun it for, let's gun it for the tournament and let's make a run. I don't know how you do it without a big – because I don't know if Moses Wright can do everything that James Banks does, but you know it's a wait and see game at that point. You're we're talking about projecting college basketball players a year out. That's probably not going to be responsible of us. Yeah, that's it's it's not, and not saying this team is liable to early exits for the draft, but like you know, we all thought a Kobe would come back for that third year, and. Now he's tearing it up for the Wolves. So, Absolutely tearing it we'll up. See. We'll have to take them as they come. But it's, you know, that's a positive story. Moses Wright's a positive story. The whole going to the gas station after a big win is cute. You know, like, even even if if they say take the punishment this year or next year, I'd say just take it this year and get it over with uh, if they don't – if they aren't able to revoke it altogether. I don't want to chalk this year up as a loss because that's, again, dumb and a little bit irresponsible. But, you know, there, there's good. It We are a fan base that is very easy to overthink the good and the bad. Uh, so let's not do that, I think, is my, my goal. Yeah, that sounds like a good place to end our little discussion on, on men's basketball there then, seeing as there is much of both. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what we that's all we got on the list. That's you know Georgia Tech relevant. Yeah. Last second thoughts on uh, anything yeah. in the Georgia Tech sports sphere. I don't think we did baseball enough justice in the one sentence I gave them. Uh, just saying, I was excited, but I I, I think they're going to be pretty good. Maybe not, you know, third in the nation seed kind of thing, but. I think this Danny Burrell hire is gold, Akshay, pure gold. Mm-hmm. And I am super excited. Maybe maybe not this year, losing, what, all three of our weekend starters? <laughs> plus oh, and, the, and hitters. Don't, don't forget about the power that lineup lost year over year. Kyle, Kyle McCann. But, you know, and also Nick Wilhite, um, not to the draft. Um, 
but you know it's there there's a lot to be excited for i'm not going to try and overhype this team but i think that they've got the right pieces uh not calling danny hall is like a herm edwards mac brown ceo kind of coach now because he's never really been that but i think he's putting the pieces around him to be more effective um the Ramsey's uh, on-base percentage uh, uh, of his hitters has been tremendous, even if the slugging, you know, Kel Johnson would just mash. Joey would mash. Uh, Kyle McCann, too. You know, like, we're, we're becoming a team that you can rely on to get that double or that single when you need it instead of, man, I hope whoever's up puts it over the fence, you know? Purifoy, Jose, whatever. Um and then Morel, uh, memories. You can't, you can't, you can't overstate uh, how much change that that is going to be, and a, a lot of good change. So numbers, baby, show me number. the numbers. Mm-hmm. But, they have got yeah, the on, analytics I, team in there rolling. Yes, um, it'd be good to get. I'd like to get somebody from that team on the podcast sometime hmm. Hmm. Um, maybe hmm. but we i don't know we'll, we'll figure that out we've been on the analytics kick lately i think i think that'll pay dividends for the site the podcast what we can determine using numbers um but yeah no other than that my only other comment was going to be that ai 2020 is rolling along nicely and uh o'keefe's on that too now so just Hopefully that they can close it out strong and athletics is, you know, financially set for a hot minute here. Yeah, I would like financial security. Um, $125 or $125 million is not a, uh, not a small chunk of change that, uh, that can do a lot of, a lot of good fill a lot of, I mean, I was going to say pockets, but that sounds corrupt. But it, it can uh, it can cover a lot of gaps, uh, and I'm looking forward to the, putting that money to good use. Obviously, we're not putting that money to good use. Otherwise, uh, we would have, I don't know, actually put it in our pockets. Yeah. Again, irresponsible <laughs> of us, as always. But uh, if that means a loge box at O'Keefe, as long as that place stays left it, as long as McCamish stays loud, the Rusty Sea is beautiful. Newborn's beautiful. We got the great bones for a great program. I mean, maybe it'd be nice to have like a women's soccer, men's soccer, women's golf or something like that. But you know, we 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 got a good base, and I think that I think that there's a lot of buy-in like in the athletic side of that department. So it's good time. Things look yeah. brighter now. I think than they did this time last year. I I agree to a certain extent. I think, well, no, I I agree wholeheartedly. I think at the end of last summer, I sent in a question to the Toddcast asking about what is the like, how do you explain the you know the massive jump in um it was whatever coaches not the coaches it was like whatever cup standings like the uh, I don't know what it's called, but it, it's like the a- athletic director's cup or something. Uh, how how do you explain the massive jump that Tech had year over year? Um, 
especially with the success of volleyball doing really well last season, football making a bowl last season, compared to the season before where you had football not making a bowl and uh, basketball not doing a lot, uh, not doing well. And just sort of every program was sort of just in a bit of a, it was just lost. And you know, like that's even your mainstays, you know, baseball. Yeah. Like, we look at 17, we look at that the first half of that year. Um, well, no, we look at 17 as a whole as, as an athletic year, and we, we sort of just – we don't want to look back at that. That was definitely, at least in my four years and year five or whatever, how many you're taking, like that was probably – we're nearing that trough. Uh, but now we're, we're definitely on the upswing. We have a lot more money flowing into the program. We have a, we have a lot more infrastructure in place. Um, in the football on the football side, uh, with Adidas, uh, and with hires like very consequential hires like Fortner, Burrell, like these hires are putting the right people in the right places to succeed. Um, they're they're putting their players in the right places to succeed. They're giving them the resources to succeed. Um, and I think we're going to start seeing that pay off at higher and higher levels. As we, as we progress, as Stansbury moves further and further uh, into his tenure, yeah, I agree. I agree. I um, the last frontier on that is this AI twenty twenty endowing the rest of these scholarships because mm-hmm. the right people in the right places. Um, not saying all of our people are perfect because I don't think that's true, but. The, the hires he's made have been solid. Um, but once you can recruit your track athletes from anywhere, you are no longer shackled. Once you can recruit your swimmers with a freer hand, you know, like that's a big part of the gap between men's and women's swimming, I think, is the amount of endowed scholarships. If you look at uh, um, just how that has shaken out, like it's it's been 20 years. There's no logical reason for the gap between like those two programs other than it the one has just existed longer and they've had that like set money but now their coaching's position is endowed like that's good being able to catch all of them up will be good having an edge building will help all of these programs it's just good to see all that kind of coming together you know you're not staring a zero million dollars in the face for ai 2020 you're staring 90 a hundred, what is it? Hundred fourteen million. Hundred. I think uh, they're at one fourteen right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're gonna blow that out of the water if, like, because the ooh, the deadline for that is at the end of the year. Somebody call Dewberry. Somebody call Peloton guy. <laughs> somebody call Chris Klaus. See, I so I was talking about this with someone at work that lived through. Um, well, he he used to watch. He, he went to Auburn, but he used to come to Tech and watch Tech play um, when Auburn played here in the 80s, when um, Tech was still, you know, decent. Well, not still decent, but they, they were, you know, still had the national cachet that the Bobby Dodd era had bought them. Um, and some And the sort of realization that I came to in this conversation was, the current donation base for Georgia Tech alumni has, 
I mean, they've seen, I guess, one football national title. They've seen uh, two Final Fours, but across the and, – and I guess a women's tennis national championship. Let me be clear. And that, like all of those are great accomplishments. All of those are great accomplishments on their on, on their own. But golf. by and large, if we're looking at the time scale between 1980, the last 40 years, 1980 to 2020, you're not seeing a whole lot of athletic success, right? You're you're seeing yeah. fits and starts and situations where the infrastructure wasn't in place and you're coming from the 50s and 60s and 70s right uh, and and you wrote about this a couple months ago right we left the ace the sec right at the entire athletic program's peak not just football the investment the facilities everything we were we were meeting almost meeting alabama where they were at during the 50s we just disagreed on processing players but now you see how those things have changed. You see sort of, it's a butterfly effect, obviously. But my point in all of this is saying, right now we are that future alumni base and we're sort of seeing this upswing. We're Obviously we're not seeing a lot of sustained success right now, but we're riding that upswing. And I think that is going to lead to increased investment over the next, next couple of cycles. Um, and, probably different from the investment that we've had over the last 20 years there that's the point that i wanted to come to your point the enrollment is so much bigger right now than it ever has been they need to get the kids that are here and going to be here in the next couple of years just as invested as the when there was four thousand kids and everybody was hogtied and marched to the football games because that's what you did you know like that's, you know, not opposed to that now, personally. Well, I can't comment on that. I'm still in college, but I mean, <laughs> you know, like you want uh, you want to make sure that you're 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 taking advantage of this this different scale because not it's not all bad that it's different than it was before. You know, like there are so many more eyes to do it, and as much as the the constant, I guess buzzword memification of our football program like grates on me sometimes i totally accept that if that's what it takes to get buy-in not just on campus but from the fact that atlanta itself is the biggest it's ever been by a lot you know like mm -hmm. if that makes georgia tech i don't want to say atlanta's team because i roll my eyes when i see northwestern is chicago's big 10 team um you know, if that's what it and takes it's, to get and tech it's disingenuous to say that any program can be Atlanta's team, oh, considering absolutely. that it is the capital of college football, if you want to go that far, but it is the capital of SEC country, for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the gravity centers of uh, ACC football, too. So, you know, mm -hmm. maybe not basketball, that's probably North Carolina, but to your point. Upswing advantage of what we got, and with that, I think we we set ourselves. Not just the program is in a good track. I think you and I are definitely on the same vibe for this coming season, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, that sounds like as good a place as any to to end it. Any final thoughts to your final thoughts on our program this season as a whole? Nah, I got a 
I got a couple comments that Thrasher Cup this weekend for uh, GT Club Hockey. Um, they're they're looking good. Uh, they're defending champs in that. Uh, men's Lacks will be out in about two. They'll be defending or in the hunt for a title again. Swim Club will be in the hunt for a title. Club Women's Basketball. It's it's good all across the campus. I'd say whether you're comp sports, varsity sports, it's a good time to. Uh, to be attacked. The upswing is real. Mm-hmm. I was told there was a women's basketball game tonight, and I don't see it on the schedule. This is very strange. Huh. I was going to give an update on that. Anyway, that about uh, about covers it for me, too. Um, I wish this women's basketball game was on so I could actually, you know, give a uh, talk a little bit about it. But I think we've done that program enough. Enough free advertising for one day. Now, Fortner, if you want more segment space on our podcast, uh, my email and my Twitter account are in my profile on Vox Media. So is Jake Grants. And you can pay us. I like money. <laughs> I can be convinced. Um, but yeah. We no. can be bought. We, can, we can be bought. <laughs> I mean, right. if you throw in some some of the team gear from Adidas, we, we can be bought. Journalistic integrity. What's that? Uh, it's it's 2020. We kind of threw that out the window. Threw the baby out with the bathwater. Anyway, uh, all right, Mr. Grant, I will see you uh, probably next week. Yep. Same bad time, same bad channel. Sounds like a plan. Everyone else, see you later.